Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dead or Survive. I am your host, Rob Riches. And I am your favorite host, Cheryl Riches. Whatever. You're allowed to sit over there and be delusional. <laughs> Speaking of delusional, <laughs> if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that we are not smart individuals. I mean, one of us is smarter than the other, but we won't get into that right now. Well, because it's so obvious. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Thank you. Whatever. So... <clears throat> We were out this weekend, and we were with our daughter, and we went to St. Catherine's. And first of all, I want to say thank you um, to our daughter. I'm sure she'll be listening for the the, the lovely cheap dinner that she took us out <laughs> for. That was amazing. It was, yeah, it was a little pricey. It was, it was a great dinner, and we had a great time. So whatever. <laughs> At the end of the day, whatever, right? But yeah, whatever. I. I mean, I'll be working the next three Sundays to pay it off. So thank you, honey. I love you. Thank you for the invite. Much appreciated. I'll be at work for the rest of the month. However, we did go visit. We had a great time. Got some Batman items because that's always important. And I scoped out three more items that I have to go back for without yeah. you. Yeah. He says he's going to go back when I'm busy. Yeah. So if anybody has any plans it's, that they'd like to take. It's a long drive, though. Batman. Stuff. It's never a long drive for Batman. What's wrong with your head? There's nothing wrong with that. Anyways, I've driven longer for less. That's true. It's like 4 a.m. here. We're, rec we're recording at a really funny time for us even. Shift worker stuff. And your phone is going nuts. Should I stop this? <laughs> no, nah, I think we'll be all right. All right. <laughs> So anyways, yeah, and that's what I was trying to get into why it's 4 a.m. is because, so we went out and did that. We got home really late on uh, Sunday night, um, and we're like, okay, we got everything ready. We'll just do the podcast first thing Monday morning when we get up. As we're driving to work, we realized we didn't do the podcast. Yeah, so that's a thing. That's why, we're not, that's why we're not real smart. So like I said. This is our punishment for <laughs> so 4 a.m. recording. <laughs> Not only is it our punishment, but it's yours because you're going to have to listen to us ramble because we have no idea what's going on. So I'm sorry, but you're going to be dragged through this as well. I'd also like to give a shout out to Dwayne Way, a listener that has now caught up on all of our episodes, I oh, think. Oh, well, thank you. So Wait, we appreciate it. I have a I have a new listener too, Holly. I don't know. I know her last name, but I'm not going to say it just in case she doesn't want it. I don't know. Oh, I should have asked Dwayne that. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> Sorry, Dwayne, but I'm not editing. <laughs> it's four in the morning. Um, so anyways, we do appreciate it. And we have a new listener from Turkey. We do. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Welcome from Canada. Yes. Hmm. And hopefully you'll stick with us even after this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yes, thank you for everybody that's listening and thank you for sharing and telling everybody else out about us. I appreciate it. That's how things grow, word of mouth. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So after all the thank yous, I guess uh, we need to see if you have a story for us. So do you have a drink? I have a drink, yeah. Of course you do. It doesn't matter what time of day <laughs> yeah. it is, you have a drink. Why do I even ask? <laughs> you have your story? I have a story. Yeah, yeah I have I a do. story? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Yum, yum, We're story. gonna do this thing. 
Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Let her rip, potato chip. Okay. This episode, I'm going to de- dedicate to our dear friend, Eddie. <laughs> Just so you know, speaking of dedicating and stuff, I did have a conversation with Dwayne about the podcast, yep. and he's on board with me about the whole rape and murder stuff. <laughs> he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you're giving this to our dear friend Eddie. Our dear friend Eddie, which means there's going to be fire involved. No, 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 no oh, really? fire. No, oh. just farming stuff. Well, there you go. Right. So when I read this story, like I, the whole time I was reading it, I was picturing all of the little scenes going on in my imagination with Eddie's head bobbing along because it's totally something that I could see him doing. Have we? The, ta- the have cool we- thing about Eddie is a we've never talked about him. B, he'll never listen to the podcast because he's so true. old he never knows it's how to true. turn it on. <laughs> yeah, so Eddie has actually retired from our work. He used to work with us, but he's also a farmer and he still farms. And like every single time I talk to him, he's hurt himself somehow. Like he's fallen off of his tractor or fallen out of a hot tub and he's buggered up his shoulder or he's cracked ribs or he's done something. Or he's tried to do slip and slide out in the field with right. you. <laughs> Yeah. Or he's been locked oh in a trailer with you. So hard when I did that slip and slide that day. But I think Don't worry, it doesn't show, honey. <laughs> um Or we've shown up where he's standing on his roof working on his chimney, yeah, not tied off. Yeah. So there was one time that we had parked our trailer there because we camped there with a bunch of friends. Anyways, we needed to get something out of the trailer and then we were leaving and we hadn't seen Eddie, but as we were leaving, I could hear his voice and I told Rob, like, stop the truck for a second. I can hear Eddie and I'm looking everywhere. I can't see him. I can't see him. And then I look up and Eddie is on the peak of his farmhouse with one leg on one side of the peak and one leg on the other side of the peak. And he has like no tie down equipment, no safety, nothing. And he's cleaning his chimney. And I'm like, Eddie, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, hold on, I'll be right down. And like Downey scoots. We don't, he'll, he won't tell anybody how old he is, but we're he's retired. Sh- like, we're like, pretty sure he's 90. <laughs> I know when he walks, you can hear his, his balls dragging into the sand. So I think you got to be 90 when your balls drop that low. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure one day he'll be like the main story here. I don't know if he'll be a survivor. Oh, he'll, he'll be, be a Darwin. Darwin. He'll be a Darwin. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt yeah. about it. I am saving one episode for him. <laughs> yeah. He'll either light himself on fire or he'll fall off a roof or he'll run himself. Under, whatever it is, he is. it'll be a Darwin special. Yeah. And I won't even call him Johnny. I will call him Eddie. Yeah. A one-time deal. <laughs> one-time <laughs> deal. deal. It's going to be Eddie. <laughs> well, like, and also, like, he blows things up, like, he, explosions. He's, like, a pyromaniac, and he loves to explode things. He, we could really do a whole episode just on him. But anyways, I digress. Just this story reminded me of him. This So that's um, when I was reading about Kurt Kaiser. Kaiser? Kaiser. I'm going to go Kaiser. <laughs> Just get the story going, will you? Something. (laughs) Just something, or I'm going to jump in and do mine. I want to go to bed. (laughs) Hurry up. Okay. Kurt Kaiser is a third. Kaiser. (laughs) What do you think? K A S E R. Kaiser. 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 Yeah. He's a third generation farmer in Northeast Nebraska. His small nearby town of Pender has a population of 1,100. This guy's like a real deal farmer. 
He's been farming since he was a kid. When he was in the sixth grade, he had been helping his father and he jumped off the tractor, but he landed with one of his feet in the corn picker and the teeth in the corn picker just mauled his foot and his ankle. It didn't break any bones, but it destroyed the flesh so badly that he spent the next three months in the hospital and surgeons finally had to graft skin from the top of his leg to the bottom for it to fully heal. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyways, the reason I tell this story is because Kurt learned that day just how dangerous the business of farming can be. So he should have known, right? Like ding, ding, ding. <laughs> anyways, this is, this is where we lead in. Eddie, I'm talking to you. Um, so he Which has would be fantastic <laughs> if you learned how to turn on a podcast, stop <laughs> talking about Eddie and tell your damn story. Okay. So Kurt has 3000 <laughs> hogs and 1500 acres of corn, like big time farmer, right? Plus yep. he has a small trucking business. So on the morning of good Friday in 2019, Kurt is 63 years old at this point, And he sets out to start his day. He wakes up at about 5.30, he lights a cigarette, puts on his mucking boots, throws a pocket knife in his pocket, and he heads outside. He starts his day off by sending his hired hands to go out and load some corn, and then he hopped in a grain truck himself to do the same. The plan was to transfer the corn that he had picked from the previous day to the silo in the homestead. So he has this hopper. It's so he has to, he, he has all this corn in the back of his truck and he has to like tilt the truck and then put the hopper underneath it and load all of the corn into the hopper. And then they take one of those great big, like conveyor belt things. You know what I'm talking about? Right. And it goes to the top of the sale. I do, but why don't you describe it for our listeners? honey? <laughs> I'm trying. This is what I'm doing. So there's this great big conveyor. It's called a corn elevator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. Anyways, it goes to the top of the silo, and then it fills the corn from the top. Yeah. Right? Okay. And it's got little slots on it, so it actually holds the corn in there, and it almost looks like a, a water wheel type thing. Right. Right. So you're with me here. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in the farm. I didn't live in the city like you. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've actually loaded some of those. <laughs> so the hopper has this, like, giant corkscrew auger inside of it that turns and pushes the corn up the conveyor and into the silo. And on top is a protective grate meant to keep the human safe. <laughs> meant to. So Kurt turns on the auger and opens the back of the truck to release it into the hopper. But the corn starts coming out way too fast and it spills all over the sides and it's going like it's going over the edges. He's losing corn. So, um, so he jumps on top of the hopper to adjust the truck gate and slow down the flow. But. What Kurt had forgotten was that a few months earlier, when the ground was frozen solid, he couldn't fit the auger beneath the grain bin. So he'd cut a hole into the grate to jimmy it up to get it to work. Because that's what farmers do. That's farmers <laughs> cut shit up yeah. and jimmy things yes. because something happened. They don't yes. just go, I will fix this properly. I know a hundred like, farmers. Or like, okay, I jimmied it because that was my only option right now. And I need to get this fixed. So I will do that tomorrow. Nope. Because tomorrow a hog might be sick or whatever. Right? Like It doesn't matter. So <laughs> they, they'll take twine and tie stuff together. Yeah. They'll cut things up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and he's 63 and been doing this his whole life, right? Yeah, so. but that's what they do. They just jimmy stuff together. Yeah. Okay. So the hopper is covered in corn. He can't see the hole. He put steps on there. And where do you think his foot goes? 
uh, everywhere but in the hole? <laughs> no, right into the hole. Oh. <laughs> uh, the auger grabs his foot and pulled. It shredded his jeans and then his ankle. And the blades just kept turning and pulling him further into the hopper. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's tearing his flesh from his bones at the same time. The corn- On a happy note, he's not being raped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I changed it up for you this week. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> We're just listening to his meat being peeled from his bone while he's alive. So Actually, much better. Holly kind of gave me this idea. I, t- I mentioned Holly because she was talking to me about that guy that got uh, chewed up by the wood chipper. This is sort of along the same, but that guy didn't survive, so I couldn't do a survival story. No, he's probably a Darwin candidate. <laughs> yeah. yeah we I'll have to look into the story. Thing. Yeah. Um, so the corn quits running out of the truck, but his leg is still being pulled in, and he could see that his tibia had at least six inches of bone exposed beneath his knee. He could see his severed foot heading up towards the silo's opening. So it's going, he can see his foot on the elevator going up to the top of the silo. Awesome. Right? And there's like bits of jeans still attached to it. Those are good jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder what brand those were. <laughs> I bet you they were. Oh, what? <laughs> Wrangler. Wrangler. Levi Wrangler. Wrangler. That's what they had to be. They have to be one of those. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, he wasn't a true farmer. <laughs> Okay, he couldn't reach the controls to shut down the auger, so he frantically starts looking for his cell phone that he knew he had, but when he checked his pockets, he couldn't find it anywhere. Yep, that's Eddie. (laughs) Yeah. The phone would later be found in the silo. It was another victim of the auger. It was broken to pieces. Well, probably got chewed through his jeans and fell out of his pocket, right? Probably. Um. He knew that he couldn't scream for help because it wouldn't do anything because the machinery was so loud and there wasn't anybody there to hear him anyways. They were all off doing their chores for the day. He was scared that he was going to pass out and that if he passed out, like, what's either he's just going to keep getting sucked in. I think he couldn't go past, like, his hip, but the blood loss or whatever, he would have died. Well, he's still losing blood now. Right. So... Anyways, we're going to we're going to get to what he did instead. He remembered that he had his 3 or 4 inch pocket knife in his pocket. Oh, 127 <laughs> days coming up here. Yes, you know what what's about to happen. He takes his left hand and he grabs his leg below the knee and with his right hand he starts to saw away at the muscles and the tendons. He can feel every like snap and pop as the nerves release every time he cuts at one point, the knife gets so slippery from the blood covering it that he loses his grip on it, but he catches it at the last second before it was shuttled up into the silo. Then he just starts hacking away and amputating his own leg again. He says it doesn't remember that it being, that it be, was painful. He, just, he doesn't remember that it wasn't painful. He just doesn't remember <laughs> like the no, shock. Probably in shock, right? Yeah. The adrenaline running through and stuff like, yeah. Yeah. When he'd finally finished cutting off his leg, he swung himself out onto the dirt and he crawled to the tractor and way up into the cab and shut down the auger. (laughs) This is... That's the first thing you do. (laughs) Okay, but listen, it gets even better. Then he crawls into his idling truck and turns it off because he didn't want to waste gas. Of course not. (laughs) He gets back onto the ground. It's amazing that any food makes it to our plate sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of respect for farmers. 
<laughs> but then I also have this. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder though if it was just like he wasn't thinking straight. Like there was a lot of there was a lot going on. Probably right? like yeah, it's just like oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do yeah. this, I gotta do yeah. this, right? Yeah. Oh no, I get it. Um, he gets back onto the ground. He digs his elbow into the gravel and he starts pulling himself towards the garage because there was a phone in his office. It was about 70 yards away. And a couple of times he thought, Oh, I'm tired. I just, I'm just going to rest for a minute. And then he realized that that's a bad idea. And if I rest, I'm probably going to die. So he just keeps on going. Was it his left foot that was chewed off? Did it say? Yeah. Yeah. It was his left. So why didn't he get in the truck and drive? That good question. Thank you. <laughs> he was in the truck. He turned I it know. Off. That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. in the truck and I just went, wait a minute. I mean, even if it was standard, I know you yeah. can do it. With, I mean, it's a little more difficult, but yeah. I think I would have taken the truck the yeah. 70 yards to the garage. Well, or to somewhere where somebody's to actually. To the house? Right, yeah. To the like, road? Like I said. To he, the hospital? He probably wasn't thinking straight. That's the only thing I can come up with. To the bar for alcohol? <laughs> Like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he finally gets inside and grabs the phone. And instead of calling 911, he calls his 31-year-old son, Adam. Well, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what you do, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But the good thing is, the good news is that Adam has spent half of his life on the volunteer fire department. So as soon as Adam picks up the phone, Kurt says, I need an ambulance now. I lost my foot. And Adam's like, what? Like, he doesn't think he's hearing him right. So Kurt says, get me an ambulance now. And then the line went cold. I don't know if he hung up. I, it just says the line went cold. <laughs> or if he just like. Oh, he probably didn't want to, you know, make his phone bill any higher. <laughs> yeah. He already spoke twice, right? <laughs> like, shit, my yeah. phone bill. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Adam jumps into his pickup and starts racing the four miles to the farm, and he calls 911 on the way. Less than five minutes later, he gets to the farm, and he goes out to where the hopper and the truck is, and the auger's off. Everything's shut down. He's like, okay, where's my dad? And then so he, he follows the blood trail? <laughs> yeah. Then, he, But there's no screaming. There's nothing. But then he notices the, the, the garage door was open. So he walks into the garage and he finds his father sitting on the floor smoking a cigarette. Well, of course. <laughs> Kurt looks up and says, I messed up big time. <laughs> Do you think? But strangely, there was hardly any blood. So he couldn't have followed the blood trail. The doctors say that he didn't bleed a lot because he'd, he'd been a heavy smoker for so long. So smoking saved his life, I guess. Oh, and you made me quit. <laughs> I'm going to lay my bike down. I'm going to sever my leg and bleed to death because you made me quit smoking. Adam looks at the situation, calls his chief and told him to hurry up and they would likely need an air ambulance. Then he started asking his fathers to try to keep him lucid, lucid, sorry, until the next, until the 12 person rescue team arrived a few minutes later, the rescue squad loaded him into an ambulance to the local hospital where he was airlifted to Bryan medical center in Lincoln. Two surgeries and three weeks in the hospital and rehabilitation, Kurt returned to the farm. He received a prosthetic leg and he got right back into farming. In fact, he helped with the fall harvest. So that happened on April. Yeah. Good Friday. Yeah. So by the, by fall harvest, he was back in at full swing. That's another thing about farmers. <laughs> I don't know. They hurt themselves all the time, but they're yielding back to work in no time. Yeah. 
Um, the farmhands did go and see him while he was in the hospital. And the first thing that came out of his mouth was, why are you guys not working? Yeah, I'm not paying you. <laughs> and the farmhands say, ever since he got his leg, you can't stop him. One of these days, we might just steal it from him. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the story of Kurt Kaser. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Tough old guys, those guys oh, are. Oh, they are. They are. But you can see how I might think of Eddie while I was reading this story, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yes. Now I can see him hobbling around with one leg. <laughs> I think he would just think of it as a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I just, you know, just thought, you know, maybe I could make it. I don't know. Didn't want to bother anybody. <laughs> with a three-inch pocket knife. Off his My God, how sharp does that have to be? Yeah, well, and it was an old pocket knife. I read, I didn't put that in the story, but you know how like you free promotions from places? Well, this was like a corn. corn well, yeah, because they never get anything new either. Like they, <laughs> right. they, it all has to be like yeah. Eddie wanders around. Look what I got at this place. Look what yeah. I got at this place. Yeah, like, he never like, buys anything. It was like a promotional item with like the name brand on it. So it was probably a dollar, a dollar pocket knife. It wasn't like he had went out to cabela's or something and bought himself a good quality one uh jesus that's gotta hurt <laughs> yeah same with that like the 127 days where the guy's got to cut his arm off yeah like just i've read I, I keep seeing that one in my survival stories and i just can't do it like because i think everybody knows that well story, everybody's right? knowing it and there's a movie made yeah. and everything like that and then i mean then you know you would have to actually check facts you couldn't just make shit <laughs> yeah. up so i mean you know because they go back and say well that's not even in the movie where did you <laughs> yeah, get that i mean yeah. you know that would just blow your whole cover well, yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> way better just to make it up. I don't know. He's from Nebraska. <laughs> you have no idea over there. None. I do. I got through my whole story. <laughs> All right. I guess that means it's my turn. Mm -hmm. So what is one thing that most people hate about their spouse? Mm, I don't okay, never mind. You have too big of a list. <laughs> I can already see right now. I got this and I got this. Never mind. I mean, when sleeping, one oh, of them is probably snoring. Snoring, yes. Yes. Absolutely. And we always argue about who's snoring to keep who awake. Yeah. Well, until one, one of us has sleep apnea. Well, the other one's got a, one of us has a recording of one <laughs> of us snoring. That's only because I haven't one recorded of us, you. One of us has a recording <laughs> okay, of somebody snoring. But the problem is if I record you, it would be silence, 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 and then an elephant dying <laughs> because you don't breathe. And then suddenly you take 17 breaths at once. That's okay. <laughs> you just saw a log. <laughs> You're actually a power saw. You're actually more like a motorcycle just going fifth gear all night. Ah, anyways. So uh, you can go to the doctor, see if there's any self-help out there you can do. You can try to get those things to open up and everything like that, right? Sometimes there's uh, stuff you can't do. So if you have a partner who snores, um, you have our sympathy because we know. We know how it is. Okay. Yeah, we've been there. Spending nights tossing and turning while your better half snores away through the whole night, <laughs> you know, and just tortures you. So after being told by doctors, uh, Johnny had incurable snoring. According to doctors, there was no way to cure. I didn't know there was an incurable type of snoring. Apparently, Johnny had it. Well, there you go. You learned something new. However, everywhere. Johnny did not believe them. He was a problem solver. Okay. So to solve his snoring problem, 
Johnny decided he was going to... Give himself nose surgery? No. <laughs> okay. He was going to shove tampons up his nose. Why, though? Which what traditionally <laughs> is not where they're meant to go. <laughs> if anybody's not warned, <laughs> tampons do not go up your nose. Did you see that in that movie? With the uh, she's a man or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he gave it to her because of a bloody nose? Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe, maybe if he hadn't left him in all night, Johnny would be around to tell us, but no, Johnny suffocated because they expanded. And, <laughs> no. Yeah. So actually it was, it worked. He wasn't it, snoring. It sure did work. <laughs> Johnny will never snore again. No, he will not. He is all done snoring. <laughs> oh, I wonder how much his wife must have been like on him about that for him to try to shove tampons up his nose. Well, yeah, like I don't. Like and I didn't even go look, you know what, and I, I was going to go and say, you know, and blah, blah, blah. But I thought so many people snore that I'm not even going to go look up yeah. how many people have snoring and how many people go and see anything about it. So, like, there is zero facts on this. I'm not. Right. But, I'm, but the thing is, it's not going to bother him. He's asleep. <laughs> well, yeah. If your doctor's told you there's nothing to do, like, maybe you need to look at having separate rooms or something. Right. Or I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know you I, don't I guess know. he probably didn't expect to suffocate. No, no, obviously not. I mean, you don't go, I'm going to put these in my nose because I'm going to suffocate. That's what I'm going to do. That'll be my cure. Of course, he didn't expect it. What's wrong with you? I'm just saying that his wife must have been at like a nag. That's all. Or like didn't come up with compromises or something. They said it was something. incurable. So now he's thinking outside the box. <laughs> Okay, carry on. Anyways, on to the next one. <laughs> on to the next one. So picture the scene. It's a crisp New Year's Eve in Northern England. Jack Frost has visited, blanking the fields while under a pale blue sky. Did you write this? No. Hell no. <laughs> a lone rabbit hops carelessly through the meadows, <laughs> just wandering around. Enjoying his day. Hoppity hop. Frankly hoppity hop. Shone the moon that night, though the frost was cruel. It was during the day. Oh. Did I oh. say night? Oh. Do you want to tell the story? <laughs> Anyways, all of a sudden, Johnny walks out with his dog and he sees the bunny. And Johnny goes, I'm going to catch it. So Johnny takes off. And so does his dog. And they run around, and they chase it, and they chase it, and they see it dive into his hole. And that's normally when, you know, the rabbit disappears into the hole. Okay, game over. Yeah, game over. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not this 55-year-old Johnny. He was 55. 55 years, oh, 50 years old, sorry. 50 years old, and he went down the rabbit hole. At 50 years old, he didn't know. Quite literally. <laughs> He was trying. How, how big was this rabbit hole? He went down, stuck his head in there to look for his floppy-eared little friend, and he got his head stuck, and he suffocated, and he died. Wow! <laughs> Chasing <a> I'm <laughs> not sure. How, it's New Year's Eve, so how much alcohol did you have the night okay, before? Listen. Or did you still have? How much? How? At what point? Does the panic set in? You've got your head in. You're looking for a bunny. Oh, I don't see the bunny. Okay, time to pull my head out. <laughs> and then the other part is, what if you see the bunny and your head's stuck 
and it decides to start chewing at you and scratching your face. Forget about the suffocation part. Okay. The dog just sat by idly while his owner died. He should have been in there. Well, what was he? It, it wasn't Lassie. Do you think it was Benji? So, oh, I'm going to run and get a neighbor. Hold on. Little hobo. If, if anybody I, knows what the little hobo is, you're my age. Thank you. Listen, if I had my listen, head listen. stuck in a hole and I had one of our three dogs out there, they nothing's happening. Better, <laughs> nothing's they better happening. start digging. They're not going to do anything. <laughs> They're going to sit there and go, yeah. I want to be fed. <laughs> yeah. They're not digging. <laughs> Probably sniff my butt or something. <laughs> yeah. That's all they're doing. Why is she moving? Where's the rabbit? <laughs> Anyways, again, I did not do any facts on that. And because of that, I thought I would add one little story. Now, this okay. is a cute little story that I read. It's not really a Darwin. It was actually, um, it's from, because of this, um, it inspired a famous scene in the 1989 comedy, A Fish Called Wanda. Okay. But this really happened. And I found it hilarious when I was going through my stories. So I just thought because... I didn't do a whole lot of facts checking this weekend. We were in a rush right. that I would uh, throw an extra story in. Okay. It's a bonus story. That's right. So 1983, in a move that inspired a famous scene in the 1989 comedy, A Fish Called Wanda, a dog fell out of the 13th floor window of an, an apartment and landed on a passing by person. Oh, ouch. And killed her. <gasps> oh, no. But that's not the end of the horrific story. From the crowd of onlookers that had gathered to go, what the hell's going on if this 75-year-old 75, 75 victim was hit by a dog and killed? Uh, oh, one, God, 75 years old. 75 oh, years old. No. So the person steps back to try to see what's going on, the, the one person, yeah. and gets hit by a bus. <gasps> oh, no. So dogs falling out of the window, hit a person, killed them. Bystander steps off to try to see what's going on, gets hit by a bus. That is some Final Destination shit right final there. Final Destination. <laughs> Wait a minute, we're not done. No! Yes. <laughs> and then a male witness that had saw the dog fall, kill the lady, and then the bus hit the person, goes into cardiac arrest, and dies also. Oh, my God. <laughs> three people. The dog killed three Where people. That dumb dog. And you know what? It never says that the dog died. Probably not because it was it got it got saved by landing on a person. Can you believe that? That is just a wow. Like I know it's not a Darwin, but I was reading this and I'm like, for real, three people, three people in that sequence of events. How big the dog was? Uh, It was a terrier, I think. But I got looking into it. Just a little guy. Just a little guy. Fellow, yeah. 13 stories, three people. I, I shouldn't be laughing, but I'm just picturing this dog and then a lady, then a bus, then a heart attack. That, boom, boom, boom. Like, yeah. I, that doesn't and then the dog happen. runs away and nobody knows what happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> 911 yeah. shows up and they're like, what happened? Yeah, the special crimes victims or whatever. They yeah, show CSI's out there. Yeah. Why do we have dog hair? <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, yeah. I thought that I would spread this on, so... Anyways, that is the end of my stories. That is the end of both of our stories. Yeah, <laughs> yours ended a long time ago. I didn't. Yeah. I think half the people fell. I th I almost fell asleep while you were telling it. They. I was a good story. Okay, it was a good story. <laughs> don't you tell me. <laughs> you don't tell me. I tell you. That's my line. You know, I to steal it. <laughs> Anyways, so call to action time. Call to action. So, if you'd like to write us a story about a survival, or if you have a Darwin story that you heard and you'd like me to look it up, you can contact us by emailing us at... 
debtorsurvivepodcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in any pictures or anything else, you can go to our Instagram page at Debtor Survive. Uh, we always post up pictures about our stories and stuff. You can yeah. try to guess what's going on by the pictures. And we have a Facebook page, so you can go on to Facebook. We, yeah, we have a group. We have a Facebook, have a Facebook group. group that we're on, and uh, we post things on there all the time, and the different episodes and all that stuff coming up. So you can check us out there. Please follow, comment, click like, do all that good stuff, share with everybody. Uh, we had a really good run this week. We'd like to see it continued. We were up yeah. over uh, 30 listens. Our goal is 72, so yeah. halfway there. So the more you guys spread the word, the more we appreciate it and uh, get the story out there. Yeah. And so until next short week, like it's going to be a short week until our next one. Uh, I guess that's it. No, that's not it. Oh, oh, right. Oh, oh my okay. God. Listen, listen, my butt. <laughs> I know. I almost forgot. How could I you forget? It, because the computer started flashing red at me. And then I was like, oh, I need to do something. And then I thought we were done. But it's the most important part of the show. I don't know about that. It's a good part of the show. I don't know about most important. Everything starts when my stories start till I end. That's the important part of the show. Oh, yours is the fluff <laughs> to get us up to the 45 minutes. No, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mine is the meat and potatoes of the show. Everybody tells you yours is sick and disgusting. That's what they're tuning in for. I'm telling yeah, you. Sure it is. People can pretend that they're not sick and twisted okay. and want to know all of these things. But Your lips are going blah, 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 blah. And what I want them to do is... Shh. Well, that's not going to happen. How long have you known me? <laughs> okay. I'm telling the dad joke, okay. and then I'm going to bed. All right. Tell your dad joke. Two potatoes standing on the street corner. Uh-huh. How do you know which one's the prostitute? I don't know. The one with the sticker that says, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> It's a good one. It's a good one. Everybody, thanks again for listening in. We appreciate everybody listening and sharing. Yes. And I hope you're having as much fun as we are. And I am out. Okay, goodbye.